Hey folks, you know what? A small regret is slouching in the dentist chair thinking I should have brushed and flossed better. A big health regret is listening to your doctor and thinking I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. I have that regret a lot. Better health today and when it matters most is why I take Field of Greens. Field of Greens is unlike any fruit and vegetable or green product. Field of Greens isn't watered down extracts. Field of Greens is an organic superfood. It's whole fruits and vegetables. Each fruit and vegetable was selected by doctors to support vital body functions like heart, liver, kidneys, metabolism, and of course, your immune system. And only Field of Greens is backed by a better health promise. At your next checkup, your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Don't look back and say, I should have paid attention to nutrition when I was younger. Field of Greens is a key to better health today, right now, and when it matters most. Let's get you started with 15% off and free shipping. All you got to do is visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS at checkout. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Hello, America, and welcome to a new edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News, where today, from Hollywood, one of the most influential voices in culture today is joining us. You may know him as Hercules, because that was a role he played earlier in his acting career. You may know him as somebody who has produced some of the most family-friendly and faith-oriented movies of success in the last few years. I know him as Kevin Sorbo. And uh, he is a wonderful friend of the show, a tremendous talent, uh, somebody who uh, doesn't curse the darkness of all the culture cancel in Hollywood, all of the bias, but instead has dove himself in, just drove right into the problem and tried to create a solution. He is creating movies. He's got two or three new ones coming out right now that you're going to want to see. He is not a person that bends to the will of Hollywood. He has created a solution for the tens of millions of Americans who want a different type of entertainment, a different type of uh, movie that they can show at home without being embarrassed with their children. Uh, he is making a difference, both he and his wife. His wife does some great work in the um, homeschooling space. They're both influential voices. We're going to spend the whole day today with Kevin Sorbo. Uh, before we do, I want to get you up to speed on a couple of important developments. First up, there is a hearing going on in the Senate Homeland Security uh, Committee. I think it's actually called Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. Uh, and all of the four major folks, the MPD chief, the former Capitol Police chief, the uh, former Sergeant-at-Arms and the former Sergeant, Sergeant, uh, Senate Sergeant-at-Arms are testifying. And one of the big headlines so far gets us back to one of our favorite agencies. We talk about them all the time here, the FBI, right? They do a lot of great things. They clearly did a lot of bad things in the Russia collusion scandal. Well, the big headline so far, as the testimony is still continuing into the evening tonight, is that the FBI's warning, all of this intel that the FBI had, came by a laissez-faire email at 7 o'clock on January 5th. No phone call, no sense of urgency, no connecting the dots and shouting from the rooftop warning. It looks like the FBI may have not given uh, the Capitol Police and their leadership uh, and the security apparatus of, cap of the Capitol a lot of notice about something that they appear to have been aware of, the FBI, that is, since January 4th, January 3rd. And if you look now... We now know it's irrefutable 
that the people who stormed the Capitol that day, that day were involved in training, planning, fundraising, equipment acquisition. This was not a spontaneous riot, as it had been portrayed. Uh, it was a long-planned uh, event uh, by some members of Oath Keepers and other groups. Um, uh, we mentioned one of them on this show recently, a guy named Caldwell, who, by the way, is former FBI, uh, former Navy. Uh, there is a lot coming up, but I think the real headline is this. There are some eerie parallels in terms of the FBI's failure to connect dots and alert people that we saw after 9-11 uh, and what, what occurred on January 6th. Obviously, the scope of the damage and the, um, the nature of the terror attack on uh, September 11th, much different, much more widespread. But the, the failure to connect the dots, the failure to alert the proper uh, apparatus with the proper sense of urgency, uh, proper sense of uh, desire to stop an attack appears to be lacking if you take these four officials at their word about how the warning about prior knowledge of uh, a potential attacking at the Capitol, how it came in. It came in by a kind of seat of your pants email the night before, almost as a CYA, as I think one person asked. Um, very important new news coming out on that. You should really keep an eye on that. And, um, and see what we can learn from it. But there may be a new reckoning for the FBI, new lessons learned. It does not appear there was an urgency to take the threads warning of, of, uh, of a capital attack seriously. Now, we haven't got through everything yet, so we may learn more. And of course, the FBI deserves its side of the story. I think that's very important. Uh, but as we're learning, there clearly is some important new information to to uh, keep in mind and to follow as we um, check this out. I think it's a very important new line of questioning that we're about to go there. So, all right, folks, we're uh, going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Kevin Sorbo joins us. We're going to spend all the time with him. He has so much to talk about. Cancel culture, his new movies, uh, what Americans are doing, homeschooling and the, the war against education uh, or certainly conservative valued education. Some people feel there's a war against their conservative values in the education sphere. That's their belief. We're going to ask him about all those things. And uh, I think we're going to learn a few things because when you're with Kevin Sorbo, you always pick up something new and interesting. He's a really fascinating guy and a real mover and shaker. Somebody that didn't accept the status quo, but has set out to change the status quo for millions of Americans who think like him, who have conservative values, who are not afraid to talk out and then speak out. And uh, we'll also ask him about his Facebook account because guess what? It was suspended. Yeah, more cancel culture. You're right, censorship. It's everywhere around us. Kevin Sorbo is going to give us the latest right after this commercial break. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, somebody who is a mover and a shaker, whether it's on Facebook, Twitter, the movies, he's always making a difference in America. Kevin Sorbo is with us, a great actor, the great director, the great thought leader. Kevin, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to it. You have so much going on. I don't know where to start, but let's start with uh, you've got two new movies out, right? Two new documentaries out and two new projects, I think, in the works. Tell us what's been going on there, because I know our audience are going to love to watch what you're doing. I know. I hope they write these things down. I'm going to give them a list of things to watch. Um, I've, got the number, <laughs> I've got the number one Christian movie on Amazon. That's right. I've been that for five months. And it's a documentary. It's called Before the Wrath. And I narrate it. Uh, Brent Miller and his team have put together an amazing documentary dealing with the Book of Revelation. So it's a very educational look at that Book of Revelation mixed with actors back in, during Jesus' time, mixed in with scholars and priests and pastors and people talking wow. about the Book of Revelation. Um, another one that just came out this month, they can go to beforetherath.com, beforetherath.com. And the other one that just released this month is called Against the Tide. I worked with John Lennox. John Lennox is a retired math professor from Oxford University. He's an apologist. He's debated the great atheists like Singer and Dawkins and Hitchens. We spent three weeks in Oxford, two weeks in Israel, and it's called Against the Tide, Proving God in a World of Science. I play sort of the uh, antagonist in a nice way. I play a guy that, you know, is there on camera with him, but I also narrate it and ask him the questions that atheists and agnostics would ask. And it's really, um, I, call it, I call it apologetics for dummies like me. So I hope <laughs> people check out. They go to againstthetide.movie. Um, good news just came in today. We just got funded for our, the next Left Behind movie that I'll be directing and acting in as well. Uh, we start filming that this, uh, this spring and summer, probably in either Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama. It just depends what best tax credit we can get because it's called show business, right? And um, then the other movie I did called uh, um, uh, Miracle in East Texas, true story set in 1930. I directed it. We got... Uh, John Ratzenberger, we got Tyler Maine, we've got uh, Lou Gossett Jr. Wow. And it's won awards at film festivals. It's a true story set in 1930. So people can go to um, uh, com just to see the trailer and get information on that one as well. And uh, just got another movie just got funded, but we'll talk about that another time. Holy mackerel, that's amazing. Well, it's great because... You know, so many people on the right are just, they're upset and they're always complaining, you know, the libs got this, the liberals got that. And you're, you're not complaining. You're just out there doing things. You're creating, alter, you know, an alternative, uh, basically entertainment system for people to see great content that they're proud to have their families watch. And uh, I wonder, as you look at the conservative movement, we're past the election now, we're in the midst of all this cancel culture and censorship that I would never in my lifetime ever imagine would have happened uh, you're, you're not complaining. You're just out there doing. What are some of the things that people on the right who are upset, what can they do now to, to fight back uh, rather than take it on the chain and complain about it? What can they do to fight back and make a difference in, the, in this moment in history? Well, I think the biggest killer of the conservative party right now is apathy. I think a lot of people out there just go, well, there's nothing I can do, so we've got to get through this time. Yeah. The reality is the culture is changing drastically and changing very quickly, and we, gotta, we can't sit back. Uh, we got we got to fight the good fight. We got to get out there and be be vocal. Um, the one thing you got to give the left is the, the passion that they have because they do That's have a right. strong passion. Unfortunately, it's a passion for anger and hatred, destruction of America, destruction of American culture, and uh, we need to fight that back. I mean, America became great on individuals, not on big government. And for the people to sit there and believe that big government's a big thing, you saw the stats on the under thirty crowd. They think socialism, Marxism, communism is good. Unreal. I how many times are we seeing boats go from Key West to Cuba? 
Zero. Nobody's doing that. And there's a reason for that, you morons. I'm a moron, but my God, at least I'm an educated one to some degree. Uh, I, you know, I got to tell you, I mean, this whole COVID thing, it's hurt my career as well. It's, I mean, I'm not crying me a river. I'm still staying busy, still getting out there. But I've lost speaking events. We had movies that were funded that disappeared. This is all hurting all of us. And right now, fear is the biggest weapon that they're using yeah. against us. And we can't let these let fear control our lives, guys. We got to fight back because it's nuts out there. What's what's happening? And I just got canceled from from Facebook, and they canceled fifty thousand followers. And I'm going to fight back because I they're, you know, they're hurting my career. They're hurting me, uh, my way to make a make a living just because right. I have an opposite viewpoint of those powerful horses at Facebook. Yeah, such a uh, such a great point. And when. When you look out now, and it seems as though there's a conservative ecosystem starting to be built. You got Parler, you got CloudHub, you've got um, uh, Rumble, which is really starting to give YouTube a, a run for its money. Uh, you've got what you're doing in the in the great content space with high quality movies that are just as good as anything you can get in the traditional movie theater. Uh, where else do conservatives need to build out that ecosystem? Obviously, there's an effort to buy computers now because they learned that Amazon might cancel you. Uh, where else do you think the conservatives have to build out the ecosystem? Because there's 80, 90, 100 million customers out there that don't want to be on Facebook, Twitter, Amazon. Uh, where else do we build out that infrastructure? Well, you mentioned I'm, I'm at CloudHub now and I'm at Parler as well. So people move over there, follow. I still have 540,000 followers on Twitter. Wow. Um, they've, they've banned a number of people over the, over the last couple months as well. Yeah. Still there. Hopefully I can still stay on there. I try to post things that have a lot of humor. You do? Um, uh, and, you know, it's just it, here's the battle I got. I mean, I try to do movies that have a positive influence on people, you know, movies like God's Not Dead. What if Let There Be Light? Um, uh, these are the type of movies that are so hard. You know, the independent world is weird. Hollywood can do three hundred million dollar movies and put out all the sex and violence that they want to put out. there. Right. I try to do movies that have a positive message of hope, love, love, uh, redemption, faith and laughter. And these are the kind of movies I want to do. And people you just mentioned 80 million households out there that want these kind of movies. I used to get stopped all the time through hotel lobbies, airports, restaurants, and say, hey, used to be Hercules or Andromeda. Right. 80, 90% of the time now, it's those movies I mentioned. Those are the movies that people want me to do and people want to see. Why Hollywood ignores that, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like I said, it's called show business, not show show. So <laughs> weird to me that they're, they're, just because of their ideology and the hate and the anger that is perpetuated by the mainstream media, that has divided this country more and more and more that people can't see what's going on. They need to wake up. So uh, the biggest and hardest thing for us is the, is to raise three, four million dollars to do these movies. Right. That sounds like a lot of money. That's catering budget on Pirates of the Caribbean. Those are 300. <laughs> it's true, million. isn't it? You know, so yep. I'm, I'm just trying to do my bit to change the culture in a positive way instead of a negative way. Uh, people are embracing what you're doing too. And you're right. I, I hear all the time someone have seen one of your movies or they saw you on a, uh, on a talk show and they say, you know, that really hit my heart. I, I know the line you just said that apathy is the greatest threat to conservatism. Yeah. That's going to resonate with people. Did you ever imagine when you started in your career that you would have this uh, perch, this opportunity to, to fight for America and to remind people that there's, you know, a half of a country that doesn't have to accept uh, where, where mainstream media and Hollywood was going. You know, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s, he said, uh, movies and television will uh, have an impact on our youth. And we can see it playing out right now. It certainly does. And Andrew Breitbart, Breitbart God rest his soul, he was a dear friend. Yes. He said, it's the downstream of culture. Who runs the culture? Hollywood does. 
So I'm just doing my, my bit to put movies back in and uh, television shows back in, like I said before, that have a positive impact instead of a negative one. And uh, we, need, we need voices out there to support these things because we don't have $100 million to put advertising campaigns to say, check out this movie. So we need, we need churches, pastors, community service, people that really want this kind of thing to, to all rally together and support these movies. That what I do, and like the Irwin brothers do, to get out there and have a positive impact. If they don't, let me put it this way. If we ever open up movie theaters again, which I hope we do, um, those movie theater owners, they don't care what they show. They nope. want seats filled up. They That's want to sell sodas. So if you don't come there and support these movies opening weekend or when you get the streaming, which we have to kind of rely on now, we need people to support these things. I'm just trying to do my, my little bit in here in whatever way I can. You get attacked for it, which is weird to me. 95% of people who follow me on Twitter or CloudHub or whatever, um, these are people that like me and like what I do. The other 5% are just trolls who are angry, that hate their lives, yep. and they want to drag you and me and everybody else down in the black hole that they live in. And, uh, you know, God bless them. I should be praying for them, but I, I, got, I got to laugh at these people that have so much hate and anger and, and just say, look in the mirror, buddy. There's where your problem is. Don't look at me as your problem. But yeah. what are you going to do? It doesn't affect my life, so yeah. I don't care if they have that kind of hate and anger. I just feel sorry for them. Yeah, that's the greatest powerful answer you can give back, which is to ignore it and pray for them. Because uh, if they don't, if they, you don't engage, then they realize that you're bigger than the the, the hole they were trying to drag you. And I, I find it, I, I get trolls all the time every time I break a story, and it's just amazing. And I feel bad for the people because it, they don't look, they don't realize how they look to so many other Americans. They're angry and bitter and petty, and we're so much better than that. And I. Um, I look for, I, I, there was a tweet you had last week that really caught my attention. You asked people, uh, it, and actually it's probably been a few weeks now, uh, which is a bigger threat, COVID or the loss of your constitutional freedoms? How did that play out? What, uh, what sort of response did you get when you put that tweet out there? It's huge. It was huge. Yeah. I don't have time for all the response and stuff. My son sometimes will come and show me the negative ones. I go, I don't need to see that hate That's stuff. Right. Let, those, let those people live in their own hate world. But like I said, it's always 95% or even more people that, that look at that and go, yeah, I agree with that because that's that's what's happening right now, you know. And yeah, I make I make jokes. I mean, Newsom made that ten o'clock curfew in California. So I made a, <laughs> I just got home at nine fifty eight eight p.m. So I just beat COVID, you know. <laughs> so, but I mean, you you got to laugh at some of these guys yeah. say because they they are their own. I mean, they keep supplying us with so much comical stuff because they're their own worst enemy in the stuff that they post because everything they blame you on or me on stuff they're already guilty. It's all you know. It's all just deflection and they want to get everything but put back on everybody else so people can't see really those guys behind the curtain because they're guilty of all these things they're trying to blame you and i for. yeah it's projection that's what uh, one of the wisest people nope. i said they're just projecting themselves on on conservatives right now and uh, and it, hypocrisy the hypocrisy is huge oh it's they crazy get, they get busted for breaking their own rules all the time yeah absolutely andrew andrew como uh, an emmy award winner for uh, basically doing the opposite of what he was celebrated for. You go through yeah. that Newsom breaking his rules. I'm amazed by something, because if the most liberal state in America, California, can recall its liberal governor, maybe uh, some common sense is starting to get in there. Do you, how, what do you think the Newsom recall effort speaks to when you see California rebuking its own liberal governor? You know what it speaks to? It speaks to this. In the last 15 years, more people are moving out of that state than moving into it. What does that say? When are people going to wake up and go, wow, you know, these are the same people. They voted for guys like that. And then they realize living under those laws and tax laws and politics are going, wow, this is horrible for us. Then they move to states like Nevada and Arizona and Texas. And then they vote the same way. They do. It's <laughs> like, unbelievable. 
definition of insanity. It's yeah. like, God, you know, you look at a city, you look like a city like Detroit. Detroit was the most powerful economic city in America in the 1950s with it the was. automobile industry. Yep. Three million people. They're down to 600,000 people now. They claim, they, they had, what, they had bankruptcy. They had to declare, what, five, six, seven, five, eight six years, years ago? Five, six years ago, yep. They have not had a Republican conservative mayor since 1954. What does that tell you? Why do you keep voting for the same people? Look at Chicago. Yeah. How many shootings every single week that happen in that city? Every single week. I've, I've got, a, I've got a, um, a documentary I did out there with Kevin Jackson. It's called Bleeding Blue. Wow. And it, it shows the lives of police officers, what they have to go through. It's not saying, aren't the police great? Aren't they wonderful? Right. Every business had, has a bad apple. But 99% of cops are good cops, okay? There were 4,100 shootings in Chicago in 2017. 4,100 shootings, mm. all right? That's a dozen a day, all right? Yeah. So let's look at that. How many involved police officers? Less than 1%. So 99.2% of shootings in Chicago were civilian on civilian. What gets all the press? That 0.8%. Oh, a cop killed a black guy. Last year, there were, there were 10 African-Americans that were killed by police officers. Do you know how many police officers were killed? 80. Wow. Where's the press on that? Yep. It's, just, it's incredible how the media sits there and glorifies one way and, and demonizes another way when it should be flipped the other way around. It's, yeah. it's crazy what we're doing, and it's on purpose, and I don't understand why. I scratch my head trying to figure out why are they doing what they're doing? It's 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 just it's sad to me. It's just incredibly sad. Uh, from a business model, it's bad. You, I, we saw the, the in December the Pew and the Gallup polls came out, and thirty percent of Americans say they don't trust a single word that comes out of news media, and a majority uh, have a negative view. A large majority have a negative view of the media. Uh, why would you ruin your own business with the silliness? It's you know why we started Just the News because there's an enormous opening. Eh? 20 million people come to our site in less than a year, 20 million a month now come to our site. And it just tells you there's a hunger to get back to the way news used to be and the way politics used to be and the way movies used to be. Um, I think we're at a watershed moment. Don't you think so? Look at the percentage, look at the percentage of people that think Congress is just, their, their approval rating is low as low can be. And we keep putting these people in office. Back every two years. It's crazy. Get rid of these guys. No more 40-year careers. It's yeah. ridiculous. Do you think there's a watershed moment ahead? I, I've always believed and subscribed to the theory of gravity in America, which is the pendulum sometimes does swing too far to the right, too far to the left. And then the natural gravity of the constitutional republic of democracy tends to pull it back. Do you think we are going further extreme or do you think the pendulum has hit a point where gravity is going to try to pull it back to the center? I think there's a tipping point. There's a book called that. I think I think we're at that extreme point right now. And I think people are... You know, I, I said apathy is a problem, but I still think there's a growing number of people said enough is enough. And you saw it in our, even in our last election. I mean, I, I know I need to, have to, we don't have to get into that thing, but um, I think voter fraud's been around for decades. And it has. Been on. Yeah. But, but I, I look at how blatant it was this time around. And now people sit there, there was no voter fraud. But the reality is, when you look at Trump, Trump was a rock star out there. I mean, I know people that didn't like him as a man. I right. said, fine, to like him as a person. But what about what he did for the country as, as a president? Just what, look at just what he did for the country as a president and just base it off that. But we don't do that in today's world. You know, we're, no. in, a, we're in a cancel culture right now. We just want to attack people. We're, we used to be, you know, innocent until proven guilty. Now it's the other way around. Yeah. You can say anything about anybody now and you get attacked for it, even though there's no truth to it whatsoever.
It's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, you look at and, and now it's moved into the place that I'm most concerned about because I did a lot of reporting on it, starting with the Russia collusion, is the weaponization of law enforcement. Now bringing cases against people that don't deserve it, whether it's Eric Greitens in Missouri where they eventually dropped the case, the whole three years of Russia collusion, that weaponization of law enforcement, man, that just takes us further and further from our from our roots of of being a free and honest you know republic and uh it it, it is remarkable what do you think is the big storyline when we look back in december 2021 what do you think will be the big storyline this year is it the revival of donald trump is it the collapse of a biden administration is it a, a an awakening of the right of america what what do you think will be one of the storylines that we'll remember when this year comes to a conclusion I think the uh, Tom Brady will win his eighth Super Bowl. I don't <laughs> oh gosh! Oh my! And I, and I laughed when they called that white privilege because he beat a, you know a black uh, quarterback from the uh, other team. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you he's, know? Just, he's just skilled. That's what it's about, right? <laughs> it's, just, it's just whining and raging against anything and everything. The history of this of this country. You know, we're rewriting yeah. everything. Rewriting. Yeah. You brought up the Constitution. You know, they wrote. Those guys were brilliant. They were. Their constitution wasn't written just for that day. It was written no. last today and forever. It's a brilliant, brilliant piece of, of work. And uh, as I said earlier, this country was built on on individuals. It wasn't built on big government. And the bigger this government's getting, which we're allowing them to get, led by clowns like Pelosi and Schumer and these guys, um, we got we got to fight back because it's time mm -hmm. it's time for them to move on and do something else. It, it's I really think this country. I, you brought to California. I think California is more red than people people know. I think you're and right. It's just I just think that uh, the majority of this country, and I think it showed when uh, Trump did all of his his uh, his rallies. He was like Obama was. He was a rock star. Twenty, thirty thousand people show up. When Biden went out, six people showed up. And I think they just told Joe, "Go sit in your basement, dude. We got it covered. Don't worry about this." <laughs> and then when he picks a running mate, and here's the thing with the Democrats. I talk. I got liberal friends. We talk. Yep. I said. He picks a running mate in Harris, who, when she ran for president in the Democrat primary, 97% of Democrats didn't want her as president. That's right. There she is, one heartbeat away from becoming our first female president. I'm going, wow. It's Here pretty we are. remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so true. One last thing I want to ask you, because I, I, I've been talking to a lot of people lately, and this idea is coming up a lot more. And uh, I talked to Dinesh D'Souza. He had this idea even in the last few days. Um, the education system is where a whole generation, whether it was college and now you, know, you talk to people it's all the way down to first grade, there is a growing effort to try to win the hearts and minds of children when they're away from their parents at school. Do you think beyond school choice now that there's even a larger moment, maybe they're online colleges, do you think there's a larger effort to take back education or to create, just like you're doing in the movie space, an alternate uh, education system for those who don't want their children taught that way? Well, my wife is a homeschool advocate. We homeschool our kids. She's right. got a number of books out there. One is called They're Your Kids. So I hope people do check that out. Go to, They're Your and, Kids. But yeah, it's, it's, she does so much great work with that. She's got a new book out now called Words for Warriors. I hope I've seen check that, that, yeah. And um, the, the one blessing of COVID was that a lot of parents found out how ridiculous it's gotten in school when they were homeschool when their kids right. were at home on their computer and hearing their teachers say now tell your parents to leave the room basically saying they don't we don't want your parents listening to what we say i don't know you know when i was in school and the same way you were in school i never had teachers tell me how to vote how to be religious no not religious never had that through even university yeah it is starting as low as first grade their whole brainwashing of all these kids now 
saying uh, whatever they're saying to him that is just it's so negative and so ridiculous. And we need to change the format because I'll tell you one thing: all, the, all, all these inner cities that keep putting in um, Democrat politicians, they do nothing to help the African American community or the Hispanic community inside our inner cities. Because I know, because I have a number one after-school program for 20, we're on 24 years now, called the World Fit for Kids in Los Angeles. I work with over 12,000 inner-city kids in L.A. Wow. And I know how bad that's one of the worst school systems in the country. Baltimore, I believe, is the worst. I think there's over a 60% dropout rate in Baltimore, but there's over 50% in Los Angeles. So we need to to, uh, have people wake up and vote for politicians that will really change the education of our kids. Yeah, you said it. There's no doubt. I think that's going to become one of the big. I think you're right. COVID may have actually focused parents and oh, my God, I can't believe what they're teaching my children. What's going on? So pretty amazing. Kevin, I could talk to you all day. I love what you're doing. I can't wait to see the next movies. Uh, your wife's book I just got from my wife. So I, I just picked it up off of Amazon the other day. And so I want to thank you for everything you're doing. And I'd like to get you back again and talk about this. I think this year is going to be one of those turbulent years where maybe apathy finally turns into some action. All right. My movie, Miracle in East Texas, comes out in the spring. We'll talk about it then. Ah, it's a deal. Thanks, Kevin. Have a good weekend. Take care. Appreciate it. You too. You too. All right, folks, that wraps up our interview segment. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the day for you. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Wow, what an interview. I'm still, my head is still spinning. My The wheels in my brain are turning. So many things to think about so many things to learn from Kevin Sorbo, somebody who's on the front lines of Hollywood, on the front lines of the culture war, on the front lines of cancel culture, censorship, um, suppression of conservative ideas, all the things that you write me and tell me you're concerned about. Uh, Well, he's there fighting it, and he's doing it in a constructive way. He's not whining and complaining and throwing his hands up saying, there's nothing we can do. He's writing movies, producing movies, getting them into theaters, getting them funded. Uh, His wife is building uh, an important ecosystem for homeschoolers. I know a lot of parents who've now learned what their sons and daughters were learning in public school or thinking about homeschooling or private schooling, school choice. Um, We we talked about that with Dinesh D'Souza over the weekend. Uh, So much to think about, so many ideas. Uh, We're so grateful for Kevin for coming on today, giving us his wisdom, his thoughts, his insights. Um, I think we learned a lot. And if you like Kevin Sorbo or you like what he's doing, if you like what Rumble is doing, if you like what 
Clout Hub is doing, if you like what Parler is doing, what are they doing? They're creating an alternative ecosystem where conservatives and centrists and blue-collar families who don't like the culture and political um, uh, mores that are being um, bantied about by elitists, they're just creating an alternate place. Well, if you like that, support Kevin Sorbo's movies. He gave you the URLs to go to. You know where to go. Go buy those movies. Go support those movies. Go watch those movies. Spread the word. That's the surest way to create success, uh, as uh, as one would expect. So, again, thanks to Kevin Sorbo. We'll be back tomorrow with more news, uh, more breaking news, I hope, in the next 48 hours to have a new declassified set of documents, a big tranche of documents, some new revelations on the horizon i'm pretty certain until then thank you may god bless you may god bless this great country as he always has and remember if you need a news fix go to justthenews.com we got you covered 24 7 all right folks talk to you tomorrow